Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. Well, starting this podcast out on a bummer note, Al Jarrell died last week. Seems like we lose a music guy about once a week. Al Jarrell was 76. Very cool guy. Okay, let's switch musical gears dramatically. Remember I used to play this song on the radio every once in a while. Some listener turned me on to it. Yeah. On the Black Ball Ferry line up in Seattle Where the sunshine seldom shines up in Seattle All the whistles go and the bells go And the ferry boats are chugging right along, right along Bing Crosby and the Andrews Sisters, names that will be a complete cipher to many people. How about this? Bing Crosby grew up in Tacoma. Now, how about that? I didn't know that. The ferry boats are chugging right along, right along. I went to school in Gonzaga. I went to Gonzaga University one time to visit a, a nephew of mine. And they have in the, the student, for lack of a better word, I guess the hub or... It's kind of the, every, every university, every school has a gathering place for students where they sit and BS and mm-hmm. maybe eat, eat lunch and that kind of thing. Kind of like the commons. Kind of like that. They have that at Gonzaga, or Gonzaga, as more sophisticated people say it. And, but they also have a room, and a pretty sizable room, just off to the side of it, that is uh, like a uh, repository of Bing Crosby stuff. Because Bing Crosby was a famous alum of Gonzaga University, and he gave a lot of money to the school, and so they built this room. It's like a shrine to Bing Crosby. It's got a whole bunch of his his most famous records in there, gold records, uh, a replica of the Oscar he won for... Was this all stuff he gave to them? apparently. That's very cool. Yeah. But... um, so it, it, it's a, there's a lot of stuff in there. It's, to me, personally, it was very interesting. But I went in there, and I was all by myself. There was not another soul in there. And I'm looking at these kids out there, and they and they they don't have any idea. I'm, I, I, if I polled all those kids, they'd have no idea yeah. who Bing Crosby was, nor should they. But, I mean, here's a guy that is a famous name uh, attached to this university, and... And they've made a nice room for him and stuff because he gave money. But 
it's it's become completely uh, it's a complete anachronism. It, it, yeah, they don't they care. Might, they they might don't just care. Well dismantle it and send it to the museum of broadcasting or musical, you know, museum or something because it just doesn't. It's it doesn't well, play anymore. It's going to waste there. Yeah, Deep it doesn't play. Oh, the ferry boats are chugga lugga lugga. Oh, the ferry boats are chugga chugga. Ferry boats are chugga chugga. The reason I played the uh, the music is because I rode here today on the ferry. Yes, you uh, did. I'm, I've been riding the ferry lately. I'm stunned that you actually got here on time because forces greater than a ferry have stopped you from getting somewhere on time. I know. And I, when I uncanny. when you told me you had a ferry to factor into it, I thought yeah. I I have no idea what I'm going to see yeah. him. No, you're Which right. Which is why I text. I had I said to you don't now text me when you're off the ferry, not when you're in the ferry line. Text me when you get off the ferry so I have time enough to put on pants and clean up the bottles and all that, which yeah. you were good enough to yeah, do. You missed so. the bottle over there yeah, I know. in the potted plant. Yeah, sorry. But I, so last night I took the ferry back because I, I we're staying on Whidbey Island, uh, renting a house over there. And I, uh, I so I, I the, the, the ferry schedule, it, it, lengthens out if the later you get so that the very last ferry in this case it's the uh, Muckle Teal Clinton ferry if you don't catch the 1 a.m. ferry you're out of luck my you're, friend you're staying stateside buddy in, until 5.30 or something the next morning yeah so yeah. you better catch your ferry home yeah. I've got no room for you here Yeah. so ferry cross the Mersey cause this land's the place I love and here I'll stay And here I'll stay Here I'll stay And so I'm, I'm leaving this place. It's 9.15. It's all the way in Bellevue. And I think, ah, oh, there's no way I'm going to catch the 10 o'clock ferry. That's okay. I'll catch the next one. What do I care? I'll just sit in my car and read. But I make the 10 o'clock ferry. And I wasn't speed. I just, it just... It was perfect, 10 o'clock, straight up, and I drive right on to the, I'm the last car on there, the gate goes up behind me, and I'm thinking, man, I nailed that. That's right. And then today, coming back, again, I'm the last car on the ferry, and I'm thinking, man, I got this thing figured out. Right. I got it. Now, that's just sheer luck. You can't, if you continue, if I continue this course, I'm going to get burned. Well, you're at, le- at least you're not taking the ferry from my house. You've got to get down to SeaTac, so you're probably going to miss your plane. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, good point. But I, uh, but the, as I've been taking the ferry more and more, I'm I'm just very interested in there is a ferry rider culture, like there would be for anything, I guess. But it, it's just it's fun to watch people that have they do this every day, especially people who walk on the ferry. This is routine for them. They got their, right. It's like getting on the bus. They don't even look up. You know, they're looking at their phone or they're reading a book. They get on. If you if you look get up on the ferry itself and where the people are, uh, and don't just stay in your car. They've got there's a bunch of like jigsaw puzzles are set up on tables there and stuff, and people will add a few pieces and then they will get off the ferry and it's just it's very convivial. It seems very comfortable. You'll see. People, I've especially noticed older people, 
they'll keep passing by. They'll go around. And I realized they're exercising. They're, mm. they're walking the right. entire smart. deck. They're using the time That's that they have. That's very smart. Steal cool. time from what yeah. other things you got to do. So if you figure it out and relax a little bit, riding the ferry, I finally figured, to me, it was just stressful. Just, oh, my God, am I going to catch this ferry or not? Oh, this is terrible. Uh, and then, But then if you just lay back, it's a different deal. Don't compare it to driving your car somewhere. Or, you know, catching a bus even. It's a different deal. And just don't... You missed the ferry? Okay, I'll catch the next one. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't come natural to me to feel that way. Build in activities. Yeah. Or or plan activities. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I'll just sit and read if I, you know, don't make it. And don't cut it so close that you do miss something really important. I think that's where the stress comes in. Absolutely. Is if you're not... Well, I'm... I'm episodic. You got to plan two sailings ahead. I think that's probably a good idea. I, I just, I, I'm just terrible. I, I, you, we've been over this before. I'm late for things all the time. I'll, I will be late for my own funeral. Late again. When I get home, you'll be waiting. Or maybe I'll be on time for that. But otherwise, I just, it's just something, the way I'm wired. Still, you know. I really, it's always my resolution. I'm going to, this has got to end. It causes too much stress. I'm going to be on time for things. I'm late for important things. Have you ever? I'm late for interviews. And, you know, if I'm going to meet somebody for a job I'm doing, I I come strolling in 10 minutes. You can't do that. Well, I, I, yeah, I, somebody told me, Cashman, you know, you have that reputation. I think, oh, great. So everybody knows this is what I do. And that's not a good, oh, repu- that's not a good reputation. It's, you know have. what? There's a lot worse things you could have a reputation for. Being late is... is like being late for strangling somebody? Yeah, Would that be worse? It just, yeah. it's, it's part of your charm in a way. And, no, and, it's not charming. And, well, it's, it's, we, I, you, I, it's I joke about it sometimes because I've worked with you for so many years. I don't I don't I don't get mad and go, oh, damn it, Pat's late again. I go, Well, you know, Pat and it's okay. It's but my not. question is have you it's, ever it's talked rude. to any, have you ever talked to anybody about what why why have you like gone to a professional no. head doctor and said, "No, man, you got to shrink me." And- They're coming to take me away, haha! They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee haha! To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away. Ha-ha! Well, I should, and I and I've looked it up a, a lot, and it will tell. What's the psychology behind it? You know, the psych. I'm not sure what the psychology. For me, the psychology is. It, it almost doesn't make any kind of sense. The psychology for me is that I hate to wait. Oh. So I don't want to come 15 minutes early to a doctor's appointment and wait in the waiting room. My mentality is: I think I would if I get there exactly on time. I'll go straight in. Because that's my, and and then I won't have to wait. And I don't like waiting around. If I am waiting around, I'm desperate to do something. I got to read a magazine mm-hmm. or something. I mean, why can't I just sit and be contemplative and, or or just just be at peace and think think thoughts? I was watching Bill Gates on the Charlie Rose show the other day. Yeah. And Bill Gates said he had to learn. He was he was on with Warren Buffett. 
who's in his mid-80s now, the, the Wizard of Omaha, as they call him, or whatever it is, the Oracle of Omaha. And uh, and he, um, Warren Buffett brings out his schedule. He still writes his daily, weekly schedule in a book. Mm-hmm. He, does, he doesn't have an iPhone and all of those things. And, and so he hands it over to Charlie Rose, and Charlie's looking at a week, and he says, you got four entries in here. Mm-hmm. You know, you're Warren Buffett. You've got four entries in an entire week mm-hmm. of meetings that you're going to have to. And he, and he, and the implication is that this is kind of war has rubbed off on Bill Gates, who has at some point realized, you know, th- that some people just think they got to fill their day with appointments and meetings, and got to be here, got to do this, got to go there, and it's there's nothing wrong with just sitting and having an hour or two or whatever it is where you don't have anything scheduled and you can just sit and think mm-hmm. especially with brilliant people like Bill Gates uh, that's it's a meeting with himself and I think that to me that's a that's a that's a great idea just mm-hmm. don't apologize for not having a meeting somewhere just sit and think about things observe things uh, write have a conversation with somebody instead of scheduling yourself and thinking you got to be places on time. I, that's attractive to me. There's a lot of ways that you can get around this meeting tyranny, you know, with, with Skype and FaceTime and go to meeting and all these different mm-hmm. kinds of um, software and, and, uh, and Internet possibilities there are. But even in those cases, I just find it a more attractive proposition just to hang out with yourself. And here's another horrible thing that I have to just admit to you since I'm you're essentially going to be my shrink. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. It is, it is this thing that I came to about three years ago where I realized that I, if I was doing something, uh, even if I'm just writing something, and I get a phone call and I see who it is, I would just not take the call. I'll say, I'll, I'll call him back. I'll call right. Back. And I did it all the time. All the time. Right. And... Um, What's wrong? It, is that the problem? What's wrong with that? It's a problem. Well, Why? The reason it's a problem is because I got this call from my brother, Sean. Uh, and I said, oh, Sean's calling. I'll call him back. I didn't call him back. Got another call from him. The next day, I see it's him again. Uh, oh, Sean called. that's the problem. Okay. And that, then, I know. as you know, yeah, he, he was... uh, a few days later, he dies. Yeah. And, and what did he want to tell me? Why didn't I take the call? And the, that sort of stuff. Did It'll, he not leave a message for you? He did. It was just a goofy yeah. message. But so what? Yeah. I mean, why didn't I just pick up the phone and have a goofy conversation with well, him? Now I can't. No, 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 no. I know. I get that. But there's nothing wrong with not being interrupted uh, and not having interruptions when you're in the middle of a project. What's wrong is that you just didn't say, oh, I'll call him back. And I didn't. And what I do, I have I have that same thing. And I actually have a piece of paper that if I see somebody, I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. And I'll just write it down. Yeah. Call my aunt back. That's a good idea. Um, and then... But by, why wouldn't I... Why would I even have to write it down? He's my brother. Because I, if you're... Because if you're focused... very important to me. Because if you're focused on your work 
and a lot of times I'm in the middle of editing or I'm doing something and I just can't just stop right then and there or better yet, just turn your phone off when you're doing that stuff. Then you don't see, and, you know, then, if I'm, and they'll leave a message. If I'm an air traffic controller and I get a call, uh, I'm, I think I can be excused for not picking up the phone right then. I got something really important that I'm doing. But I can't think of... Wait a minute. Of, who, I, said, who said you have to pick up your phone every time it rings? Well, who made that rule? Well, it, it, I'm just saying I, I just... I do it not... I do it all the time. I get it all the time. I would... Oh, I'll talk to him. Oh, I see who it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll call him I know, later. And I know when I call you, I know you're not going to answer. And that's okay. Well, no, I... You, I leave you a message. I try to... I try to... Now, a lot of times, I, I can't find my phone. Right. And so I, if I, I know just, you're just not because just, I don't answer. I know you're mean, not just looking at it and going, oh, it's Lisa, I'm not going to answer. I just know you're either in the middle of something or whatever. So I know it's pretty rare. No, you should know that it is when I see your name. I say, <laughs> you're I'm like, not, I'm not going to answer. Swipe that one over to voicemail. But, um, no, I, it, it, but, it, it, but my point is that. There's nothing wrong with not answering your phone is what my point is. Okay, but well my point is. Let's see, I'm, get, I'm getting mixed up on the yeah, different points. Yeah, you are. Get to the point, I will if you ask me. Get to the point, how have you changed? The point is that I said to myself, I learned a lesson from this thing with my brother Sean. I'm, I'm not going to say, oh, I'll call somebody back later. But I'm right back to doing it again. Okay, so. so, so and, and being late is the same thing. I make a resolution again and again and again. And you're and, good for about five minutes. And I fall back and into fall the back. old habits yeah. again. And they're hard to break. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Well, there's a lot of... Um, I know there's methods you can do. Uh, if you have to leave, if you think a half an hour would be enough time to get someplace, make it an hour instead. You know, they'll say things like that. Because you don't know what the traffic might be. Build it in. Find out what the traffic report is before you leave. Check on your flight before you leave. You know, all those sorts of things, which I'm very lax about doing. Well, there's, you already said this earlier. There are, most people who are late are people who don't want to be early. Most people like me, I'm never late, am I? Have I ever been late? No. I am very on time. You know why I'm early? Because I don't want to be late. So it's a very interesting. You have an entirely different mentality than me, right? We, we which is good. I think it's good, right? So we because have... it's fundamentally rude to be late. You're telling the other person whether you intended it or not. You're not important enough to me to to meet my obligation to be on a time that we agreed that we would connect. Well, yeah, it's rude, but I don't feel like when you're late. I don't think Pat is just being intentionally rude to me. I don't think that. If that makes sense. Well, I know it. But I, I'll say. I know you, but you're very magnanimous about it. But I'm, not to be, be a it, but I, it's just something that I've I just now I, at the, I'm at the point, you know, I'm 89 years old. I'm resigned to the fact this is how I am and this is how I'm going to be. I so, just, it doesn't hurt to keep working on it. Psychology but I, Today is one of my favorite magazines. I don't know if you've ever picked it up, but it's in the airport and it's always. No, but you, I am reading a book called uh, Self-Esteem for Dummies. Did you see my eye roll? Did you hear my eye roll there? I did. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do it again? 
No, yeah, yeah. I can hear that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I just decided to just click on this, but I think it's very interesting the reasons that you know, not why one you. group why one group hates to be early and the other hates to be late. And oh, you good. fall into the group of I hate to be early. And by the way, I'd like to say this that it's very um uh it's a positive sign that you are taking responsibility because a lot of times people who are chronic laters, the chronic Chronic laters yeah. blame it on everything else. They go, "Oh my God, the dog threw up in the car. I had to stop and clean it up, or I didn't expect that traffic jam." Or, the... but you pretty much just say, "Well, it's my own ding dang fault." Oh and... well, yeah, you can't say I didn't but expect that's... that traffic jam when you know there are traffic jams that's, all the time. That's promising. So yeah. there's hope for you. Okay, but here's the, here's the bad side for you. You talk about you like to read Psychology Today all the time. I love that, that would magazine. be the last magazine I would pick up. Why? I, I think I know why. It's because I don't want to analyze myself. I'm afraid of... <laughs> that I, it's going to be as bad as you yeah, think? Yeah, I don't... I, I mean, I would never go to a shrink. I'm not trying to laugh at you, but honey, you're fine. You're no more freaking crazy than the rest of us. Oh, I know. But, okay? But, but, but so do you, you must think at some point, I need to talk to somebody about I, this. I need to go... I am very open about the fact that I've been going to therapy for about 125 years. Well, good for you. See, I, I can't do I it. I find it fascinating because I will ask her, I go, why? Why am I doing this? What is it? I, to me, it's it's fascinating to understand the reasons behind my neuroses, and you've known me long enough to know that I have a really interesting laundry list of things that I'm very neurotic about, and I'm very unstable well, about, I don't think and that. I'm not downright crazy about some things. But I think it's fascinating to find out why I do believe some of those things. But it, I mean, you're just going journey, to one person and their opinion about why. I've been to many, many, many therapists. But do they contradict themselves <laughs> or is there a theme? That, well, they're not really the ones, it, the, the best therapists are the ones that have you sort of figure out why you feel so strongly about yeah, things. So yeah. you really technically are paying somebody $100 an hour to answer your own questions. Do some of the therapists <laughs> say, what I hear you saying No, they'll is, say, they'll say, well, why don't you tell me how you feel about that? Uh, see, I couldn't. I just why? Like, make my teeth grit. I'd have to. You know what? Here's the money. I'm I'm gone. <laughs> I don't know. That's a that's a prejudicial thing to do, and I I, I get that. But no, it's fascinating. It would probably help me a lot it's if I could get over that. And you can be you you become more self aware. I think being self aware is something we. Um, <laughs> Certainly, lately, uh, are sadly missing in a lot of areas in life. And I, how do you come across to other people? You know, it, it, the cluelessness of some people, probably me, is is that why can't you see this? You're closer to you than any of us. Why can we see how you come across right. and you can't? So I think it's fascinating. I think um, I know that there were stigma. There was a stigma for a long time on people who went to therapy or, or, mm -hmm. or a psychologist or any of that. Well, you know, Sigmund Freud's <clears throat> friends called him French Freud behind his back. I mean, they were <laughs> mocking him all the time. Right. Well, I, I find it interesting. They called him and... Sigmoid Freud because they thought he was such a pain in the ass. <laughs> True story. Well, anyway, yeah. so so I, I just logged on to this is one of my favorite sites, Psychology Today. And it's it's not really deep, too deep stuff. But this is a, yeah. this is a legitimate um, psychology magazine written by legitimate doctors and legitimate um, studies and that sort of thing. It's so funny. I will pick up Science Today, okay, I'm Mechanics gonna send... Today, uh, 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 mildew today, anything, but I will uh, just eschew one of my, psychology today. One of my favorite articles in psychology today, because I buy it all the time when I go to the airport. It's great to read on the airport. 
on the, on the plane flight. But I've always kind of suffered from a little bit of an inferiority complex, not thinking I was good enough. I just have always felt that. I think we all do. And one of the articles in what, that in it is I called, would say our president feels that. Is called uh, are you are you a fraud? Or or how to avoid feeling like a fraud. I thought that was fascinating cuz I'm like, "Oh my god." Never see your evil side. Smiling faces, smiling faces sometimes. That's exactly how I feel. There's a lot of comfort in knowing that your own weird crap is nothing new. Somebody else has felt it. Mm-hmm. Somebody else has suffered through it. Somebody else has struggled with it. And somebody else has probably overcome it. So quit being such a wiener and Get it, read the magazine. Okay, well, I guess I'll All read right, the let magazine. me read this to you. But, so, uh, uh, send me articles you think would be uh, pertinent to me. All right, let's talk about quickly um, why do you hate to be early? So, here's some of the common reasons. Tell me if any of these resonate with you. Oh, that's it's, a good it's, word. it's inefficient. Okay, being early requires having to sit around with nothing to do. And I think you mm-hmm. mentioned that earlier. That, that's definitely part the of it. The waiting time is just short enough that you can't get into any other project. And as soon as you do, t- the time is up. Is that what you're th- saying? It, the two are connected, I okay. would think. Yeah. They hate the uneasiness of being early. They feel awkward, kind of uncomfortable about waiting. Other people might be watching me or judging me if I'm sitting here. You know, sometimes I feel judged when I'm in a courtroom. Reading psychology today, whether it's true or not, do you feel uneasy if you're early? Like, what am I going to do with myself? Are people? I think I feel more uneasy when I'm late. If I was early, I'd be, hey, I'm on time, eh? That's cool. But no, on time is different from early. We're talking That's about true. three different things here. You just said you hate to be early. Early is something you can do. On time is a matter of luck, and, no, and it's so not. I'm always aiming for on time. And and there's no, too many I aim variables. for early. I, aim I know. For early. That's what I'm saying. You can manage to be early, but if you get like jumping on that ferry today, okay, so I, the, I just got on at the last second. This is what it's saying: arriving a few minutes early makes you feel proud and confident, but arriving too early can make you feel foolish. Well, that's a familiar feeling. What kind of fool am I? Who never fell in love This song's getting a little personal. It seems that I'm the only one mm-hmm. that I have been thinking of. Uh, okay. What uh, kind of man is this? Well, I don't... Uh, An empty shell. Okay, that's enough. That's enough of that. Uh, as though you don't want people to think that your time isn't valuable, or maybe you have oh, no, no, or maybe you have no life aside from this event. So, gee, Cashman showed up an hour early for for this. No, I don't game. think that. Okay, that, okay. that one. These I can are just dismiss. theories. Yeah. These are just theories. Um, uh, <clears throat> you might come across as desperate if you get to an interview early. They might. So maybe you have this sort of. Maybe you're. You have. And I don't think this about you, but maybe you feel like. Well, I have to give this sense of that I have this sense of, of importance about my time and who I am. So mm-hmm. if I arrive early, it's going to look like I'm not that important. Do you have an inflated sense of self? Well, I know some hookers that do. <laughs> they will. Uh, they'll show up purposely ten minutes late 
to my hotel room. No, because honey, they, we're talking about being I know, early. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. uh, no, I don't think All right. that, that one doesn't resonate. All right. There's an opportunity cost associated with getting somewhere early. So do you feel like you're losing out on something else because mm. of the time it's taking you to spend waiting for the event to happen that you got there early for? How about this? How about this? And see if this ties in with anything what you're talking about. Okay. I realized the other day that I, one of the ways I make a living is I will, I do events. I will give speeches. I uh, MC, do MC, do auctions, auctions that right. kind of thing. And when I get a booking... I'm delighted. I'm like, oh, great. That's neat. Cool. And then as the time draws near to come and do the event, I don't want to go. Oh, that's, yeah. I don't want to go. There. I want to stay home. I, I, I don't want to get in my car and go to the That's not unusual. I do that when I just book a, a you know a dinner date with somebody like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's yeah. go to the movies. And then the night comes, I'm like, God, I don't want to go out. I don't want to go to the true? movies. I just want to sit home in my dirty sweatpants and watch TV. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's it's <laughs> terrible because... Okay, that has nothing to do with this, People by the way. People in our lives, are, that's all we have. We Sitting at home, you know, you're I know. not going to remember that time you sat at home. You might remember an encounter with somebody that you uh, went to dinner with. Like my steak well done, potatoes fried, football games on Monday night. It's just who I am, a meat and potato man. Now, this one I don't think is pos- is really the problem. Sometimes you don't want to be early because you want to be polite. For instance, you may not want to disturb someone by getting there too soon, say a friend's dinner party, so you would rather get there a little late. Now, what's interesting about you and dinner parties, and I happen to know this about you, is not only do you get to the dinner party late, but you also happen to sneak out early. You are the last to arrive and you are the first to leave. Do you want to talk to the psychiatrist, Pat? Over here. Mm, yeah. Do you want to talk to me about that? Well, that to me is <laughs> that borders on a psychosis. It really does. Maybe it doesn't border it. Maybe it's crossed the line. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even know why I would be that. It, it's um, tremendous. I um, like every like. I think you and I have talked about this before. I there are certain people like, let's say I had a meeting with, uh, I don't know, Bill Gates or mm-hmm. somebody like that. I I just, I would, I probably would just not want to have a meeting with Bill Gates, even though I admire him. I wouldn't want to go and come across like a complete buffoon. I'd, I'd be intimidated by people with great intellect that I wouldn't, that I can't measure up to them. I would be a bad a conversational companion with them. No offense to you, because I, no, no, but, I'm just stunned by this because I'm, I, I'm insecure to me, about meeting my heroes. Sure, I mean, to me, I it'd be there'd be no question of who the smarter person is. But I would love to sit down and have a conversation with him. Yeah, teach me, tell me something interesting. That makes sense. If what you're saying makes sense, so for me, I think I'm thinking too much about myself. How am I going to come off? Yeah. What will he think about me? Right. Instead of turning it around. Think, yeah. What can I get out of meeting this guy? This is a wonderful opportunity. I'll, I'll become a better person and a smarter person if I get just one scintilla of information. Yeah. Who cares from what him. he thinks about you? Yeah. And uh, oh, so, pumpkin, you you need to um you need to go sign up for some therapy. I know. I mean, I had a chance to meet like. Uh, one of my heroes was Steve Allen, the comedian. Simple question. If a person, seriously now, running for the presidency of the United States, 
reveal that he was an admitted heterosexual. In all honesty, could you vote for him or her? No. <laughs> a man or a woman were running for the presidency of the United States, and that person was an admitted heterosexual. Speak truly, no jokes. Could you vote for him or her? I vote for her. <laughs> for her, but not for him. Okay, thank you. Thank you very Good for you. If a person went on television and at running for the presidency and admitted to being a heterosexual, could you vote for him? Yes. Good. Yes. On what ground? Yeah, I don't know. You don't know, but you still didn't. Have you ever voted for a heterosexual, do you think? Oh, no, no. You're talking about sexual. No, no, no. I've never voted for that. Could you do something for me? I'm dying. I love Steve Allen. Had a chance to meet him, and I chickened out. Oh, what? I, oh my God! I can't believe I've never heard you tell me this. Yeah. That just makes me want to just slap then you I in, the, in the an, forehead. I know. God, that makes me want to slap you. And in then the get forehead. this: Come I had here. a. We, I finally had a radio interview with him. God. This coincides with when we lost a radio job, so the interview never aired. But. I took the interview, which I recorded, right, and I edited everything I said to him out with just the barest of things, so that it at least would come across coherent. I took my what sounded to me like my own stupid questions out, and and uh, I think I heavily need... edited it so that it would I wouldn't appear to be such a buffoon. I'm gonna get I'm gonna give you the magazine that says, "Am I a fraud?" You need to read mm-hmm. that. <clears throat> I'm sitting oh. at home with you today. Oh, well, I... Because <clears throat> I, I, I think you think you're a fraud, and you're not a fraud. You're a perfectly lovely man. You're very smart. You're very wise, humorous. I've learned an enormous amount about you. I think you, you, you're, you're, you're very cerebral. You think about things, but I'm just really surprised by this side. What I does didn't... cerebral mean? <laughs> In fact, I, I, you probably taught un- me that word. I'm uncomfortable with this whole topic. I can tell, but I'm glad you're talking about it. Don't you think? I think we're done with it, aren't no, we? No, no. Well, let me just tell you one more thing, honey. You're doing good. You're doing good. So the solution to fixing the habit, according to Psychology Today, is not really to think about ways to be on time. And that was your mistake. You keep thinking about how can I be on time. It's to really think about how to make being early, early valuable. That's the key. That makes sense. Don't think about ways to be on time. I've got to be on time. How can I make being early valuable? That way you always strive to be early. Does that make sense? Yeah, but now tell me how I can do that. Well. Uh, What you said makes sense, but now how do I make that actionable? There's a um, CEO of a a big computer company who said that he likes to get to to meetings a little early and makes good use of that time. He says, I try to get to meetings early so I can see what the mood of the team is in and then have an opportunity to sort of collect my thoughts and interact with them informally before we get down to business. So he's using being early, constructive, rather than waltzing in after mm-hmm. everybody's assembled and then he's just got to kind of, I mean, that's a good example of how, how, how you can use that time early. For me, when I'm doing presentations um, or workshops, I like to get there early and just kind of go over um, even see though I've done, ex- see where the exits are, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and just to kind of go over some things in my head on how I want to present it. Now, I've cut it to the wire before because of traffic, and where I've had to just jump in and do it, and I can do it, but it makes me feel better, more relaxed, and I can greet people as they come into the workshop. So I'm using that time. Valuable. That's smart. See, that's so opposite of and the way I think. The other thing I do Jeez. is. 
if I have a, sometimes I'll have a workshop that's quite a ways from my hotel, especially in the Bay Area. It's just weird how I get so far away. I have to leave almost, I could be anywhere from 45 minutes to a half an hour early for this thing. But I decided rather than sit there, I actually have, I catch up on my emails. I have a little uh, Wi-Fi hotspot that's enc encrypted so I can just set that up. I just sit there for half an hour and I catch up on all those emails or you could call your brother then or that's a great time for you to make phone calls of people you've been meaning to talk to mm -hmm. so it's th this is what they're saying in the psychology today it's really think about how can you make being early more valuable which you just really haven't figured out how it may, how it's valuable for here's you. another thing you just made me think of this one of the reasons I don't call people certain people is because I, I know we talked about this before. I don't have enough time to right. talk to them because they want to go then I started realizing no maybe it isn't they are the blabby ones I don't know how to manage uh, the conversation and so the, to me they're the one of the great horrors you're, is when you you're kind it, of blabby is something. when you've had a me I know I am <laughs> well that's what we're doing but <laughs> one of the great horrors is well that, one the, that is one of the great horrors is that moment when you realize oh crap I went on too long here and I, and this I can look in their eyes and I know they want to wrap this up right and I've overstayed my welcome uh, this meeting was only supposed to go this long, and they want to. Re uh, so then I put, you know, then I can be a little too abrupt in wrapping things up, right? Because I suddenly the light comes on. I go, okay, I got to wrap it up. Okay, I got to go now. See ya. Yeah. And then that looks bad, right? Like what? What? Did that the is so weird because I don't ever think about that sort of thing, and this just shows us how. Everybody walks around with their own crap. That's right. We, we own, analyze ourselves their own all the time. Suitcases, their own fears, and their own. I, I see. To me, that's fascinating, and that's why I'm not battling any major issues or mental health issues. Just so you know, I just think it's fascinating to go in. Well, it is, and talk it to is. talk to my therapist and just examine. You know what? Why? Why did I let that little thing get to me the other day? And, you know, why did I decide it was a good idea to, you know, smash the wine glass into the sink? Well, and then she'll say, well, why don't you tell me why it is? And then I am sort of forced to go, well, I was in a really bad mood. It was inauguration day. She was there. So it probably wasn't, the, you're not overreacting to the little thing you thought it was. It probably built, and it just helps make me feel better. Here's the bottom line. It makes me feel like I'm not really a, as crazy a person as I think I am. I think I'm I think I'm nuts. I think I should be in an insane asylum and I think I should be medicated all the time. But apparently I'm just like everybody else. <laughs> What 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 is the saying? It's something like uh, you know, uh, the worst thing uh, is, is when you think everybody's looking at you and, and, and they're talking about you. But the the worse the worser thing is that guess what? Nobody is. Yeah. They're too busy thinking about themselves. True that. Yeah, it is true. True that. Well, we forget. So it. anyway, so you're fine. I mean, and, All right, uh, good. and, and people Phew. aren't aren't Phew. annoyed. Thank you, doctor. Be you know being late. It can be annoying. Um, 
And and that's but I just like that you're self aware and not blaming it on, on external factors and you know that it's your own doing. But honey, it's if if that were something that really um, was a deal breaker for me, I would have broke up with you like like twenty like nineteen years ago. It's it's great that we're still going together though. Well, it but you know what I mean. I wouldn't. Um, I would have locked you out. A lot of people lock friends out of their lives for crap I, like that. They're I like, know. I'm not putting up with that. Doesn't bother me. Yeah, I, and then you get the cold shoulder, and you never know why. Right. For sure. Right. Although, if you sit and think about it, hey, here's an abrupt change of subject. A guy the other day said to me, uh, and, and it's always people that uh, are uh, unpleasant, brusque, um, can be uh, uh, unkind, uncharitable, and rude to people. It's always. To me, it seems always these kind of people who say, well, I'm a people person. <laughs> I hate that expression. Some I'm of a my people best person. friends are people. Yeah, I'm a people person. <laughs> yeah, I'll, the only people person I can think of is Jeffrey Dahmer, okay? Well, we have somebody very prominent in the news right now who uses that a lot. That's partly what I'm thinking of. I have a lot of, but, of respect for but these people. That, but they it, love me. It's, it's, it's just like I've, I've met people like that who say that and they are... And any, they really believe it. They're anything but. Yeah. At least, uh, at least you know, public figures who don't, who don't see them. Maybe privately they are. What does that mean? I'm a people person. Does that mean people like me or I like people or is it a combination of both? See, I've always said I am not a people person. I'm, I'm just not. I prefer. That's not true. I, it's totally true. I hate people. <laughs> Especially people in nature. I hate people. People who need people. I, I, I have a tough time with I people. I hate people. I know it's a terrible thing. Please to say. listen to our podcast <laughs> because I hate people. People suck. They really do, and I think it's because they can let you down. I think it's because I I watch far too much news. We talked about this earlier. The news. The news. I just I'm watching too much news, and people are disappointing me. People I don't even know are disappointing me. People I don't know personally. People I've never even heard of before disappoint me. So I'm not talking about my family and my friends. Did Hitler I, I disappoint would say, you? I, yeah, I would say I like a very small. Small number of people, and I hate the majority of people. Wow. Well, that's pretty honest. I'm sorry. I'm not a people person. I'm not one of those people who will ever say to you, you know, I'm a people person. I'm you're, not. You're a dog person. I'm a dog person. Yeah, yeah. Not a spider person. No. Hey, uh, um, do you ever watch? Well, you, you watch, you're a news connoisseur and I cons- love the consumer. News. Yes. Um, I've got my problems with. Local news, and uh, that's just my thing. What I just, mean? I just think that what we call news now is just not what it used to be. I was lucky enough to get a job at uh, King TV in this town, Seattle, mm-hmm. back in 1980, and that, and then, and this is obviously uh, biased by my the fact that I went there, but worked there, but. At the time I went there, it was an exciting place to be. There were, in the news department, and in, in doc, they were doing documentaries. 
there were people that were terribly creative and really smart writing and enterprising stories and telling tales and in many in some cases actually changing policy you know their consumer protection and all those it was you know king famously did a story about a uh, about a uh, auto dealer up in Everett or someplace like that that was secretly rolling back the odometers on cars. I remember, yeah. And and uh, that's not a new practice. It, people have done it, but but they went and did a story about that with through their consumer reporter division, and um, and then so the auto dealer was a big advertiser, and they canceled their advertising. King knowing that was likely to happen if they did that, mm-hmm. uh, they did it anyway because they put the they had this crazy notion that that people should know the truth. Serving serving mm-hmm. the public and and doing their duty as broadcasters that trumped, mm-hmm. if you will, uh, how much advertising money was being poured their way by a yeah. particular person who wasn't doing the consumers any favors. That's gone. No, nobody's doing that. With a little, with a couple of exceptions, occasionally it's almost a matter of, of, of uh, like lightning hitting somebody twice mm-hmm. when, when you when you see it happen. So when and I I was thinking about this the other day. I think the I think the genie got out of the bottle when the TV show Entertainment Tonight first started up. And if you remember, it's it's early days. Mary Hart and I think yeah, this is John, back in the eighties. John Tesh and yes, different people. Mary Hart and John Tesh. I used to watch it every night, seven o'clock. Actually, seven o'clock after Wheel of Fortune. No, Wheel of Fortune, seven o'clock entertainment weekly tonight, seven thirty. Yeah. I remember it. Yeah. It was well, appointment TV. Well, the King TV is the first station that carried it. It was oh. a syndicated program. Okay, the first station in this market that carried it. And I remember thinking at the time, it looks this looks like a newscast. They're sitting at a news desk. They, right. they look like anchors, good, but good they're point. talking about you know they're talking about trivial celebrity stuff and movie trailers. And, 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 and over time, there became a distinct blur between what we thought of as conventional news presentation Correct. and this kind of thing. And now it's even a great on observation. even on network news, you see they'll lead with stories that would have been. If if mentioned at all, certainly well down the list mm-hmm. uh, back in the days of Walter Cronkite and what have you, uh, they would not probably have been leading with stories about you know sex tapes and some slander that you know some mm-hmm. uh, whatever some provocative uh, thing that the Kardashians did or whatever. You, it, it's just now it's it's permeated, and I don't think there's you're going to put that genie back in the bottle. And it kind of disappoints me. And it's hard to know where to look for real news, or what does that even mean? What is real news? My my notion is that news that's important is stuff that affects my life me yeah. and and the lives of other people around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, a big uh, a, a a guy raping a girl in Bremerton, or a house fire in Des Moines. It looks sensational on TV. You can Correct. see the big flames, and you can see, you know, Correct. police cars and all that. But it doesn't. It does. It's not important in the day to day. Correct. And and critical information that you really need. Correct. Doesn't get. It doesn't get put out there because this stuff, this garbage, 
is filling up the airways. And so that, to me, is a hugely disappointing thing. And so I don't know where to go for real news anymore. And uh, it, 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 even though we seem to have so much of it available with the Internet well, and, and social media. There are a lot of, of outlets, you're right, but you're also saying something in addition to what you're considering real news and news that is fake. That's the other thing, too. Right. So the house fire might be a factual news story, but I see what you're saying in terms of it's not something that pertains to you or really matters to you in your daily life. It's still a real news story. Then you've got the other side of a lot of these news stations that people are getting their news from, but when people and when pundits are sitting on a panel discussing issues, that's not news. Right. That's not news. Don't say, well, I heard it on CNN or I heard it on Fox or whatever. When people are discussing stuff, that's how that's another way the face of the news uh, of the media has changed is people are now confusing what they heard some guy on CNN say, which was his opinion or his take or his interpretation of the events. That's not news. Yeah. It's this whole post-truth it's debate. It's very different. Right now. Um, and and the, the term, um, you know, alter, alternate, alternate facts. facts and things. Like, this is, yeah. it's just bewildering. Uh, and I don't mean to really pick, <laughs> this isn't even really to do with that, but, but there's a weekend newscast uh, television newscast that features um, principally a female news anchor who uh, it just chaps my hide to watch. And there's this kind of train wreck quality to it that keeps me watching it. Uh, I know what you're <laughs> this, uh, the The level of professionalism and enthusiasm is is drained out of this person. So that it typically it would be, hi, welcome to the news. Okay, well, we there's a big fire uh, last night. Let's go and see what what's happening. And or she's interviewing somebody and she'll say, oh, okay. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> what's going on with the weather right now? And I'm thinking, geez, did she just get up? Give her some coffee. Give her a couple pots, please. And I'm thinking, but that and might, it's a weekend news, and so I'm thinking, do the guys that run the news department, do they watch the weekend news? They, yeah. What am I seeing? What, what are they? Are they aware of this? This, this person's I, like. I find uh, it so hard to watch because oh, I just. You know think, what I'm talking about, I do, don't you? Yeah. yeah, and she's just. I think, gosh, she's just so tired, and and everything's just way an too casual yeah. to just talk. Wow, that was a bad house fire, and a lot. Yeah, and there's really a lot of personal bad. stuff in it. A lot of personal and edit and news Anderson, in the old days. You, know, you Anderson, were not allowed to editorialize on the news, right, even by even by your tone. You couldn't editorialize, which is how that sort of popular news cadence came about, where you couldn't even indicate how you felt by by the tone of your voice. They and would now- prefer in the old days that you talked, that you did it in the British style. And the president was there until late in the afternoon. Yeah, it's, you know, like, it's all that da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, that's no bias in my reporting. I'm simply telling you what happened. That's right. It's a very, very specific cadence. So, yeah, I know, I know, yeah, she feels like... The other thing is I that you'll see people... Uh, interviewed often on on shows it it happens in sports a lot but other occasions as well where it will be like this so what did you think when you uh when you got the new coaching job well uh, i just uh, was very excited 
We, I am just re really excited. Uh, just really was pumped when I got the news, and uh, just really eager to get started. And I just couldn't be more thrilled. Thank well, I hear what you're saying, but the way you're saying it doesn't sound like you are. That that always amuses me. Um, well, I I, I like the the weekend anchor. Um, I think she looks a little bit like Tara Reid in Sharknado. The one you were both thinking of. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, and but I do have to agree that her enthusiasm for a I don't know how I can't even articulate what it is. It that feels bugs like she's me. just she's hanging out and having brunch with her girlfriends and yeah. just talking about the, And maybe they like that. Maybe I that's know, what they maybe want. Maybe they're her going for sort of yeah, maybe they're going for a look. It's just it's been a train wreck of a week, all weekend news. Yeah. People having a cow and a litter of kittens over everything. You, the weekend girls, we want you just to sit back, yeah. relax. Don't alarm anybody. Don't be too polished. Yeah. Just yeah, well, maybe maybe there's know. something to that. Yeah, and there's a familiarity with each other. It's like they're all just best buddies. We're going. They probably out, are. Going they out probably drinking. head out and they probably go out drinking the night before. And that's another reason why maybe she's a little tired. Hey, Lisa, Lisa, Lou, how you doing? <laughs> Yeah, you do if for those of you who haven't tuned in, you do have to. It yeah. is it is does set itself apart from it all does. other newscasts. So. One one more thing, and this has nothing to do with anything really. I noticed a couple of of uh, uh, performers that are coming to, to the area that I'm going to be out of town for, and it bugs me. One of them is Don McLean. Uh, oh, the Chevy and the Levy guy. Yeah, yeah the, the uh, Chevy... America Pie. Can you think of another song that he did? No. Yeah, I can. Know, I, I know there's one called Vincent, but most people wouldn't remember that. I, the Chevy so, and the Levy was long enough. That counts for like ten yeah, songs. Yeah. So, so my 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 thought, my weird thought was that you you go to see he's playing up at like uh, one of these casinos up here that you go to the Don McLean show and he does he does a whole bunch of songs but not American <laughs> Pie. I'm sick of doing that song. Oh, you'd have to pay extra for that. <laughs> Don't do that. That's awesome. And then uh, the other one I want to mention is, uh, and I want to play a little snippet of him because, uh, like you, you probably have your favorite performers and your favorite comedians and comedians. Mm -hmm. My all-time favorite, and and this includes wonderful people like George Carlin, Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, it, there's a whole litany of of great stand-up comics. But my all-time favorite, I see he's playing up at the Tulalip, and I wish I could go, Robert Klein. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he, he's so smart. He's the real deal. And I love, what I loved about him was his style. The way he does his stand-up is like he just thought of it. Mm -hmm. And it, instead, it's very, very well practiced, very right. well rehearsed, very well thought out. But it comes across in a, a style of spontaneity, which just, it, it makes me envious of of that he's really good at it and he's arguably not in his prime anymore he's an older guy he's about 89 like me but <laughs> but he's still tremendous and he to me is the gold standard it's a world of colonoscopies now and you know what it's such a life-saving procedure but to me it's a miracle it's more jules verne than anything else if this isn't science fiction what is okay if some futurist had told me in 1965, yes, in the 21st century, they'll be putting a television camera right up your ass into your body. <laughs> Telev 
television camera. You remember what a television camera looked like in 1965? <laughs> Ouch! Well, hopefully you'll get to see him before um, you never get to see him again. Why can't you make it um, for this for this event? Well, uh, because I uh, got tickets the same night to see Carrot Top. Oh. Why would I spend the rest of my days unhappy? Why would I spend the rest of this year alone? When I can go therapy, when I can go therapy, when I can go therapy two times a day. Why would I spend the rest of this week so bitter? And all that listening is making you bitter too. When I can go therapy, when I can go therapy, when I can go therapy two times a day. I don't want to be around me, and I don't blame you if you're blocking all my calls. Been no while since I've been sleeping soundly. Between two and four Work is stressing me out And after all this time It's still never enough Why would I spend the rest of my days unhappy? Why would I spend the rest of this year alone? When I can go therapy when I can go therapy, when I can go therapy two times a day. I care more about what you think than I care about the music. When I get cross with you, I'm surprised you care at all. I figure if I had a lifetime of time left, well, shame on me if I don't get to you. Spend the rest of this year alone. When I can go therapy, when I can go therapy, when I can go therapy two times a day. Someone help me turn me round on my big dog. Hear the sound of my own voice. Turn it down. Two times a day.
Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Thank you.